Everybody likes guns. They just don't know it. Deep inside of the soul, there's a cowboy trying to get out. Welcome to New Shooter Canada. Please remember that the show's content and word pronunciation is simply the opinion of the hosts and their guests. Hi, and welcome to New Shooter Canada, episode 221. I'm one of your hosts, Mike, and with me tonight, I have Amanda. Hello. Josh. Hello. And George. No, he left. <laughs> it's great to hear you again. Hear you again, George. I know. I'm, I might be breaking a record. This is what twice in one year. Something like that. Yeah, this is probably <laughs> since since you were full time. Might be the most you've been on. I know. There's something <laughs> wrong with me. Well, we're get we're, that we're out. we don't need to. We could do a whole podcast on that. <laughs> <laughs> You're assuming it would take yeah, one. The problem is Mike won't want Mike won't want to edit it because it'll be like ten hours long. <laughs> oh. You guys won't need any more shows for the rest of the year. Just break this up over the next two weeks for the rest of the year. Yeah, there you George go. and his ramblings. We'll we'll just call it. We'll have a new podcast. And we'll call it Ramblin' George. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Not sure how many people would want to listen to that, but it would be entertaining. Uh, yeah, entertaining's one word. <laughs> <laughs> so, George, what have you been up to the last couple of weeks in guns? Uh, let's see. I've um, nothing. That sounds like George. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done a thing. I haven't done anything in boats. I haven't done anything in guns. I've been tra- doing a lot of dog training and a lot of hiking. That's about it. And what kind of dog training is this? Like a obedience school kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking a dog trainer course like to, to become a dog trainer. Okay. But it's just, it's just like companion level dog training. Nothing like we had uh, with the gun dog episode. Yeah. Nothing on that level. Just you're, basic yeah, you're commands just... and obedience. Yeah, for people who want their dog not to pee in the house and sit, lay down, roll over, that kind of thing. Yeah, eat yeah. the neighbor's dog. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds like fun. Uh, yeah, that, that's one way to describe it. It's fun when you see all your hard work start coming together. But when you're, like, starting a new technique or a new command and they're, like, looking at you going, you're a moron. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I am a man standing in front of a dog trying to tell it what to do with words that it does not understand. Right? So, but, you know, I've, once once you start seeing it all come together, it's it's quite nice. It's yeah. satisfying. So how about you, Amanda? What have you been up to? Well, Josh and I kind of did the same thing. So um, I'll just talk a little bit about shooting bullseye. Uh, It was a lot of fun. Uh, So we just did that this past Thursday. I knew I was rusty, but I was pretty happy with my shots. And uh, considering um, it's been over a year since I shot bullseye. We we shot PPC. Fine. Well, if you say bullseye, that's a very different thing. So we always called it bullseye night, so right. that's what I call it. Bullseye. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we shot PPC, so it was a lot of fun, and um, it well, yeah. So it's been a while since I shot handguns, and uh, I was very happy with my my the feel for it, and um, and I didn't. I didn't really keep track of my score, but there wasn't any that were off the paper. So I was, I was pretty happy about that. And, uh, just got a, 
uh, Josh got his uh, K100 X trim. So I'm pretty excited to give that a try. So other than that, mm-hmm. um, that that was pretty much it. I'll let Josh talk about the rest of it. So yeah, when can I a- can I interject here for a second? Sure. For for the new shooters out there, if you take ten shots at a target and there's only nine holes, the only explanation is that your bullet went through one of the holes already on the paper. Just saying. Correct. Correct. Just throwing that out there. That's the only explanation I've ever been able to come up with. Well, that's why I like this. Well, this PPC round that we shoot, we we start at three yards. So your your goal is to get that ragged hole in the middle with the first round, and then you you know, uh, plausible deniability on all the shots that are missing off the paper. They went through the center. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yep, I I remember that from PPC too. That and also if you do a big enough hole when you move further back and it gets harder to see like the the scoring rings, you just look for that ragged hole and you just aim for that. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, when you haven't shot for a year, sometimes, you know, just feeling good is about all you can really expect at a getting back out there and shooting again right so yeah and i don't think any of us really shot well but we all enjoyed ourselves so yeah Yeah. and you know i guess i lied because i think we shot just before christmas i think we went once yeah just before that but i mean that was a one-off for me as well so yeah still an extended period yes definitely an extended period whereas whereas pre-covid i mean at least i was going once a week right and i was going once every other week so quite the change Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's the same thing every year after coming out of like the winter season when you actually get out there and start shooting matches again the first one you can't really expect to be at your best you just have to hope that you at least have a good time and it feels good it feels right so yeah well i I think for me it's always been i they're not my guns uh i'm not very comfortable around them and handguns in general are pretty foreign for me but i feel like i've got a a pretty good feel for everything now and um uh would, my yeah, grips I wouldn't, are doing well i wouldn't say well. they're foreign for you you've had enough practice to enough practice you're, but, you're beyond foreign to you okay but i mean <laughs> when when you handle somebody else's gun for yeah, me i'm yeah. a lot more gentle and i get really nervous whereas now i'm at that point where i'm past that nervous uh, issue that i have so i think that's i don't mind slamming the mag in a little bit harder i don't mind you know, if I see the stovepipe, I'm not freaking out, going, oh, did I do something? So My guns don't do that. <laughs> not anymore, but I, my point is I'm getting more comfortable, right? So i just more aware. So yeah. I've had practice, but not anything really consistent. So I think that was a good thing, that I felt more at home after just one shot, yeah. like one, one round. So it was good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, so Josh, what did you get up to? Same as Amanda. Yeah, <laughs> we had uh, we actually had our first uh, gun club meeting where everybody attended in about probably about a year and a half since since COVID hit. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. We we had everybody outside under the pavilion and we were able to stay spread out enough. And it was kind of informal, 
but it was still nice to to get people out. Some familiar faces, but a lot we hadn't uh, we hadn't seen before. We had a crazy amount of people join uh, since like with all the lockdowns. It's it's funny how many people are looking for clubs and joining when they can't even really shoot very much. So it's still it's encouraging yeah. that that we're getting new members, but we don't know anybody because usually before we would have a new member and someone would sponsor them and we'd shoot with them and we'd have them voted in at a club at the next club meeting and that's just it's all been working differently and uh so many people we don't know now it's really strange yeah oh yeah but I'm doing that but but it is encouraging yeah. that people are still joining so yeah well i wonder if voted in at your club yeah it's kind of a formality it's just something you have to attend the net the next calendar meeting um and we just kind of we meet you stand up you introduce yourself and we all just kind of chat with you a little bit, and then we just uh, vote you in. It's a, it's kind of a formality, but it's nice to to meet people, right? Because otherwise, you don't get to see these people very often. Yeah. So with that, uh, sorry, you wrote down here general meeting. Is that just like your general club meeting, or do you mean like a, yeah. we have an AGM, the annual general meeting? The, no, no, it wasn't that. It was just the just a monthly meeting. Okay. Yeah, because we're normal. we're currently discussing doing a meeting in person and the possibility of doing a AGM because like you, we haven't done an in-person meeting since pre-original, you know, COVID 1.0. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we were supposed to do our AGM like right after that started. So pretty much actually the entire board, we all should have been up for election at least once already now. <laughs> so like we kind of really need to have an election so and we our setup is that only half the board is ever up for election every year so that way you always have a bit of the old with the new so it's not right. a completely fresh group of people who have no idea what they're doing they have a little bit of experience to lean on not yeah. that our board rotates that fast but just yeah, nobody really wants to <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right that's why it doesn't rotate very fast because there's not a lot of competition yeah. usually by the time that you find someone who wants to come on the board there's at least one person who's already stepped down so yeah but but yeah so we're hoping to have our next agm hopefully soon and then we can do all this and we can kind of get back on track with everything but yeah, yeah. oh that's good and one other thing, uh, we met a new member actually on Thursday night. He came out for pistol night, which was great, especially for a new member to do that. It usually takes a bit for someone to warm up to that. But uh, he's actually from the UK. He's been in the country for how long has he been here? Oh, I don't think very long. Yeah, like maybe, but, maybe but he had a, had a whole whack of guns, but he said he hadn't really been shooting in like the last five or so years. But he pretty much beat everybody. So I don't know. <laughs> he was, he shook, shook off the rust pretty quick. But he had the most horrible, horrible grip. I don't know how, I don't know how he was doing it. The gun was flipping everywhere, and he had his thumbs in the air, and it just looked awful. But his scores were great, so I don't know. He I, tore I gotta, up the ten. I gotta watch him. I gotta watch him a little more carefully because he must be doing something. But yeah, it's kind of nice to kind of nice to chat with him after too, and get like a perspective on what it's like over there too for firearms and hunting. And it's it was funny when he was talking about hunting, it seems like it's so much more uh, prestigious over there. It's like, it, yeah, it's a hierarchy. Yeah. It's, it's like a gentleman's you show sport. up with your, your most fancy gun and, and yeah, go fox hunting. Go or something. fox hunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you showed up, he said, if you showed up with a uh, Remington 1100, uh, you'd be laughed at. 
Yeah. Like that that was preposterous that yeah. they brought that. And he goes, No, he he was saying that that wasn't something that he was really interested in at all. He and he's staying away from clay shooting now and, and he, he's focusing and he, yeah, on Yeah, he was his, he was uh, interested in American guns. He yes, liked, yeah. yes. He a very well knowledge too for a young guy. Yeah. yeah. So it was kinda neat. Yeah, yeah I'm sure really like to get to talk to him more and learn about how it's how it is in other countries, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, that was cool. So what about you, Mike? So uh, what I do, I printed some weighted base pads. Uh, I, I don't remember if I told you this or not. So I designed my own base pads and 3D printed them. And I have it set so it pauses halfway through and I drop a couple bullets in there to add weight to it. Um, that's just a fun little project I've been working on. And it actually worked out great. I managed to uh, kind of reshape, I guess, the magazine, if you will. Um, the way the base pad went, it stuck out a lot and it created like a hook. And multiple times I go to grab the first magazine, but it'll catch on the second one as well, and it'll pull it out. And IDPA, that's a problem because that can give you penalties. And IPSC, it doesn't really matter so much besides the fact that now you have less ammo if it's a really long stage. But it's nice to have that fixed. I find it a lot more comfortable, and I don't know if the weight really does anything, but I like just the, the new shape of it. It's a little bit more straight in line, like a stick, as opposed to with the hook at the bottom. Now, when I when I saw that picture of that this morning, Mike, it kind of made me interested because um, with this new X trim, the the magazines are all plastic, like completely plastic. Oh, really? And I was, yeah, and I was kind of worried about you know ejecting them onto the concrete and stuff. Like, yep. if if I put a, a base pad on like that, I guess it would probably most likely hit hit the floor, impact on the base pad instead of anywhere else on the mag, right? Yep. Um, so yeah, you that's can. What I should think about. I know. I have a friend who does. In the winter, when it's the, the air quote indoor season here, um, he shoots revolvers specifically because he doesn't want his magazines falling on the concrete floors. Yeah. Right? Like you get some, <laughs> like the Walters, the HKs, like those brands where you're spending $70, $80 a magazine, like you don't want them breaking. So, right. yeah, right. so a, yeah. A, a lot of people buy a, like aluminum ones. You can buy those from the States, which are nice. But they, they cost money, right? Especially when you consider, oh, you don't just need one. You need one for every magazine. And, yeah. So so if I wanted to contract you, how would I – would you be able to look up the dimensions? Or are they all the same? Is it a standard thing? How would this work? Uh, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure um, just because I don't have your gun, your magazine. Um, yeah. Like the general concept of how they all go on is the same. But, yeah, the dimensions are too I, – I think they're too specific. Um, mm -hmm. now if you really want to contract me and you happen to have a six hour, a two, like a two, two, six, a two thirty two thirty nine, 239, I think I have, um, you know, a Walter Q5 or like an M and P if you have any of those, I have them. So I could just look at my own stuff and make <laughs> mags, which is actually mm -hmm. what happened is I went to the IDPA match and I talking to a friend about it cause we were making sure that it was still IDPA legal cause they made them a little bit longer, but they have to fit inside a box. And we were going to provincials, and I, I just didn't want any problems. So we were talking about it, and someone else came up and started saying, like, oh, he's interested in them. Um, so he shoots a uh, Walter as well, which made it really easy. Um, so he wanted some ones for his Walter magazines, but apparently the Canex, uh, TP9s, I think they are, they can also fit inside a Walter. So they're, a, air quote, cheaper option. But they, they don't fit flush to the, to the gun. They, they stick down a little bit. And the guy said the problem was is uh, the way they stuck out, when you put them in, since there's a gap there, it, it would pinch his hand. So he didn't like it. 
So what I was able to do is I took one of its magazines and I put it in my gun and I was able to design a base pad that was actually like it extended up the side so that it would actually meet the gun instead of having a gap in there that he could pinch himself in. So, yeah, so I got a, I'm just printing them all off now and then I can take them to him and he's happy because I could also print them in gray so they match his gun and yeah. That That's a, really cool. Yeah, that was a nice little uh, addition on to the, uh, to the match there. So that was out at the USC club and IDPA match. It was, a, it was good. I had fun. Um, so I, I get a text message from my buddy who's the RO there. And I don't know if he's the match director or not, but he, he's an RO there. And he says like, oh, you won't believe this. You beat me by 0.01 of a second, which is the smallest time that we record in shooting. So, oh, wow. So I literally beat him by a hair. And I... And, oh. So he sends me this like while I'm driving home and I see it and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And by the time I get home, I start thinking, I wonder where I finished. I thought like, this is, this is insult. I was thinking like, is this going to be rubbing salt in a wound if I find out that I came first and he missed first by 0.01 of a second? That's what <laughs> happened. I came first and he oh, came second. So, yeah. So I, I, I kind of felt bad for him just because it was so close, like, you know, you just think to yourself, "Oh, if I had just done something slightly faster, I would have won." But no, yeah. it, it was it was fun. He's he's good. He's happy about it, though. Oh, good for you. Yeah. And then uh, the weekend after that, I shot uh, IDP Provincials. So I did not get my new steel frame holster in time, so I had to shoot the plastic Q5 there. Um, mm-hmm. I had good placement. Like I, I in the end, I I placed well. But I wasn't really satisfied with my performance. I just, I realized that I haven't spent enough time on the range to develop the mental stamina to keep, you know, everything going for the whole day. I really felt a a lag after the lunch break trying to get back into it. And I started making mental mistakes, which I wasn't happy with. But uh, at the end, as we were leaving, we actually ran into some guys from uh, Middleton. I'm pretty sure it's Middleton um, from the revolver course that I did. Um, they were all excited to see me, and they want to put on another another revolver course and uh, do an Icor match as well. So I'm pretty excited to go up there and do that. Nice. Yeah, um, it's it's great to hear it. I talked to Jay after that, and he said that like they they really stuck it to the like stuck with the revolver. Um, which is really great to hear because, you know, Revolver is not really the most popular, but they started having almost like a Revolver night. So that's pretty cool to hear. I wish our club had enough people interested to have a Revolver night. Yeah, we I had kind of thought about getting you down to do a course, but then COVID and everything else. But yeah, we should look, we should look at that again. Yeah, we more, more people are getting them now in our in our little group. So that's good. Yeah. No, I, I, I really like shooting a Revolver. Um, after, you do after shooting the hand like after shooting the semi like i just kind of had the thought that like i i'm kind of excited to be going back to the revolver like i i miss it so that yeah. kind of tells me that you know that that's where i belong is with the revolver well thursday night uh mark at our at, a, at our club he has a gp100 okay. and uh got to, i got to shoot that a little bit and it was definitely made me want one even more yeah, yeah. <laughs> did he have the four the 4.2 or the six inch model 4.2 4.2 yeah yeah it was pretty heavy yeah I, well, I, yeah revolvers tend to be heavy nice. yeah the only thing was his uh his speed loader was kind of rubbing on his grip he said he's got to kind of file yeah. that down a little bit and he had semi wad cutters and i was having i was having trouble loading them in so yeah 
Yeah, semi wad cutters aren't really the greatest. That's that's why people in competition they tend to like you know the round nose or the truncated cone. It would yeah. act as a funnel to go in there, and like yeah. the faster you want to go, the more the more important that is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, well, yeah, it's it's a fun. I gun. like the big side grip on it though. Like I had shot a six eighty six, which I which is what I really want. But I shot one of those a while back, and I kind of thought the the length of pull was a little bit short. But this one felt a little bit better. But I think it was probably because because of, of his big uh, his big bulbous grip on it. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's the nice thing with the revolver, right? You can change, you can completely change the grip, which is great. The problem is that there's not you know a ton of options out there. But mm-hmm. with that said, you can because it's a replaceable part, you can always get something bigger and then take a Dremel or something like that and kind of grind it down to the shape or the size you want it. Right. Right. You know, you can't really do that with a semi, right? You can't shorten the length yeah. of grip because the magazine has to fit in there. So, right, right. Yep. But yeah, so all this uh, motivated me to start dry firing again. So I actually managed to go five days in a row of dry firing. So I'm quite happy about that. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, a friend of mine who said he's interested in getting back into competition shooting, um, I point out that there's another IDPA match coming up in, I think, about three or four weeks. And he said, like, oh, he said, if I go out and we practice at least once a week for the next three weeks, he'll sign up for the match. So hopefully uh, hopefully we can get him kind of caught up. And yeah, he, he used to shoot competition. He, he did for a little while and then, you know, just life takes over and he just never got real deep in it. But now he's uh, he's starting to get back in. So that's pretty fun. Exciting. Oh, that's really good to hear. Yep. Well, that, that's about it. Yeah, so, I did have a question for you, Mike. Yep. Um, I, I sent a picture to the group chat there of my K22. It, it does fit into my holster from my Q100, um, but the, the barrel sticks out just a tiny little bit. Is that a problem at any competitions? Does that nope. make me unsafe in any way? That's not an issue? That is not an issue at all. Um, okay, perfect. As far as I know, no game cares about that. Really, the biggest thing is, is your trigger guard covered? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think really the two the two important things, I think, for Icor and Ipsic. Are, is the trigger guard covered, and is it secured to your belt? That's pretty much right. it. In IDPA, there are additional rules like the uh, the front, like you can't have a race holster, so it means you have to have like a, a kydex, you know, folded over, and it needs sure. to come so close up to your ejection port. But really, any like blade text or like standard kydex holster is going to be good enough. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Yep. All right. So moving on to our main topic. Uh, so last weekend, we did the rucking the Rasul challenge. That's that's how you say it, right, Rasul? Yep. Yeah. yeah. As far as I know. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what we're calling it, at least. So we did the yeah. Rasul challenge last weekend. Um, the goal was to uh, put out to the or sorry to beat the challenge that Andrew had put out there from Canadian Patriot Podcast, which was ten kilometers on Thursday, ten kilometers on Friday, ten kilometers Saturday, and then twenty five kilometers on Sunday all while carrying 10 kilograms of, of weight somehow. Um, so I'll start with you, George. I was George. told belly weight doesn't count. No, it has <laughs> to be weight right. that... I uh, got way more than 10 kilograms of belly weight. Well, I think most of us so have more than 10 count. kilograms of what belly weight, but... Yeah. <laughs> so, so, George, I carried, has... I carried mine and some. You carried yours and some. Yeah, so how, how, did, uh, how did day one go for you, George? Uh, day one was good. I did. I decided to do the Bruce Trail, and 
stupid, naive George wanted to start in Toa Mori because that's where the rugged train's going to be and the fun part's going to be, and that boring <laughs> Niagara Falls. Wow, was I wrong? <laughs> Holy cow. I did 13 kilometers, and it was nonstop up, down, up, down. Like, I was in the ravine, up the ravine, in the ravine, up the like, nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> and so day one, I did, I think, 13 and a half kilometers. Wow, good job. And I was, I was whipped. I was just, oh my goodness, I was so tired. I got and back to the hotel that, room. You had the 22 pounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I did was I weighed it was, Surrey told me how much uh, water weight, because I used jug, big jugs of water. So I had, uh, I had two four-liter jugs of water. And then eight bottles of water, just like the little bottles of water, the normal bottles yeah. of water. Yeah. So that gave me my uh, my ten kilos plus some to drink, okay. and for the dog to drink. So, so yeah. So the I get back. I call Wanda to come pick me up at our designated spot, and uh, <laughs> so she's like, "All right, let's go out for dinner." And she's like, all excited. I'm like. Uh, yeah, we need to get back and have a shower and then go immediately out for dinner. She goes, why? <laughs> because if you let me sit down and stop moving for one second, I'm dying and I, I, I ain't going out tonight. So we, uh, that's the thing. Eh? You can we, keep going if you keep going, but once you sit, <laughs> you're screwed. Yeah. Once you stop, I was like, so we ended up going, I basically jumped in one end of the shower, out the other, out to dinner, back, and then died on the bed. <laughs> but it was good it was uh i enjoyed it i uh like i said i was a little naive i thought that niagara starting in niagara was going to be very flat and boring wasn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it a nicely groomed trail at least like it was a nice uh nice path yeah it was it's very well groomed and it's very well marked that's good that's good yeah. so and i i paid the 30 bucks or whatever it is for the maps and the descriptions. So I've got all the maps and then kind of directions on where to go. And there's a one spot I wasn't trusting the markings, the trail, like the trail marks, blazes, I guess they're called. And so I just kind of got myself turned around. And I got the map out and I looked. I'm like, oh, maybe I should just trust the blazes. Yeah. And so it was, yeah, day one was marked really well. That's good. <laughs> Of course, I know better. I'm always the <laughs> smartest guy in the forest. Yeah. So helps when I'm the only guy in the forest. So what time of what time of day did you go? Uh, I had to drop my truck off for its annual. So by the time we got to Brantford, did all that, and then figured out where we were going to drop me off and pick me up. And it was like two o'clock in the afternoon by the time I started. <laughs> and then I think I was done around five five thirty. Nice. Might have been six. So since you brought up time, Josh, what time did you get started at? <laughs> well, I uh, set my alarm for 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Good time. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we kind of, because we had all the kids, we, we didn't know what to do. So we thought, okay, one person will go before work and the other person will go after work. So I, I volunteered to do the, the morning one. So set my alarm for four and I kind of laid there and I was like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. Been there. I talked to myself till about four twenty, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm getting up. So I rolled out of bed and I think I was, I think I was on the trail by maybe four forty, 
and uh, brought some fruit and a banana with me and a granola bar and some water and mm-hmm. just kind of, kind of, kind of went from there. And uh, I don't know, the first couple of kilometers, I was pretty groggy and it was dark. I couldn't see a thing. And I'm stumbling down the stairs by our house here, trying to, trying to get onto the trail. And I wish I would have brought a flashlight. I know I've got lots of flashlights, but I didn't bring any. So I you didn't have a flashlight my... on you. No, Did no. You have a knife on you. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, but, you can't stab the dark. Well, you can, but it yeah, doesn't really right. work. Do well, you, can. you can, but yeah. it doesn't really help. Um, so I, I whipped my phone out for a little bit and, and uh, at least got to uh, – I changed my, my uh, path a little bit from the trail to the roads where there were some street lights until it got light enough to see what I was doing. And uh, the first couple of kilometers, yeah, I was saying it was kind of groggy, but then I kind of got into the groove. It was kind of nice to walk with the sunrise. It was kind of cool. There was actually a couple of other people out walking. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what are these people doing? But um, went past a few people, and then I, I hit the wetlands. Uh, it's kind of the uh, a little uh, – it's an old water treatment plant in Mitchell, and they've turned it into wetlands. So we that was part of our trail. Uh, it was about the halfway part, a halfway part. And uh, it was just crazy wet, high grass uh, with dew, and my my shoes got soaked, and uh, that was that kind of ruined it for me a little bit. But there was nothing I could do; couldn't change my socks. I was kind of stuck with wet feet, so I just powered through it. Yeah. And then about three quarters of the way through my walk, Mike decided to wake up and go for a walk, so that was cool. <laughs> uh, well, I would like to point out that I didn't just wake up; I got home from work. <laughs> I've been up all night. All right, whatever, that's fine. Whatever you got to tell yourself. And then, uh, so at least we were, you know, got a little bit of uh, motivation from each other to keep going there. And uh, yeah, it was good. I was I was glad I did the morning ruck. And then I just got home and hopped in the shower and went to work. And I was a little bit drained throughout the day, but not too bad. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was good. So what uh, did you carry the ten kilograms? Yeah, well, actually, whatever my my weights that I figured out there was actually twenty five pounds plus my water. I think my water is like full. I think it's like two two pounds, two and a half pounds, something like that. So, yeah. and that's that's all in the backpack. All in the backpack. Yeah, we got those water bladders with the kind kind of like a Camelback, but a knockoff version. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, my first day went out there. I did 10 kilometers. It went fine. No issues, no injuries. Um, nothing really about that. But later that day, I went and I got a massage because I hurt my shoulder the weekend before. Um, but that didn't help the rest of the body because then it just made everything sore. So, yeah, <laughs> that, that leads into day two. So, uh, Amanda, how was your day one? Uh, so, I did my first 10K in the evening around town, same track that uh josh took and but i was really happy i did my best pace recorded and i was super proud of that um definitely had the music going and i think that was a huge motivator so i carried 24 pounds and that included my water uh i i have to say i love my new rucksack i'll have to put in a a link for you guys later but we went to mountain warehouse uh, and grabbed a couple rucksacks there. And I have the Ventura 40 liter and I freaking love this thing. It has, um, kind of like a a plastic frame in the back, which creates almost like a, a webbing so that my back isn't right on like with material. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, it has the ventilation. It has, um, 
a pouch at the very back for the bladder and then a little spot for the tube to fit through so it sits nicely and it came with a waterproof shield that you can throw over top of it so which takes us to day three but we'll talk about that yeah later. yeah <laughs> but uh it, it also comes with the only thing i don't like about it is um it's supposed to be like a waist strap and a chest strap which were helpful except i got the ladies version of the bag and i feel like they had accounted for women who are very short in the torso because basically it would come right at the bottom of my rib cage and then the chest piece was up at the top so it just kind of like had i don't know it just kind of strapped me funny i found instead of hitting me in the waist where it should have yeah but i will say it was it was good well, support. I think that's so. a lesson for buying online versus going to the store, store and trying them on. Because I had the on. same problem. Mine's way up on my stomach. I mean, I used it and it helped, but it wasn't where it was supposed to be. I yeah. think I would have been further ahead, you know, having it where it was supposed to be. But. Yeah, I, but I definitely love that bag. It, it definitely helped. But I had a typical rock outfit, which was like shorts and a t-shirt. But for some reason, my shorts hiked up and it caused some thigh chafing and it was oh, no. so bad that i was covered in blood by the time i got home oh, so no. it, it, it wasn't fun oh. yeah, yeah it was it was brutal battle wounds Battle wounds. <laughs> if i had known uh, like there are some tips and tricks that you know ladies know like you put deodorant on your thighs and that's supposed to help but uh i made some adjustments over the the uh couple days after so okay yeah yeah but it was good you know what you know what I found during the training portion? Because uh, fat guys like me have the same problem. we got fat thighs and they rub and mm -hmm. they get raw. So I was <laughs> looking for like compression underwear. And so I tried about three different brands. And I can't remember the brand I ended up with. But they're like nine inch long. They're like contoured in manly parts. and <laughs> it, They were amazing. For nine, for nine inches? Amazing. Contoured for nine inches? Wow. <laughs> Well, no, 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 they go nine inches. Yeah, I wish. They go nine <laughs> inches down the leg. So the leg length is nine inches, not the, the cradle packaging part. Okay. Um, anyways, because uh, I was finding the same thing was I was getting so much chafing. So I, when I started in the, in the training portion, getting up to the 10 kilometers, it would, like, I'd get back to my truck and I'd be in so much pain because it was all, you know, it chafes, it hurts. Yeah. And so I started doing that, and then uh, I got I found the one brand. I w I'm driving, so I can't. I'm not sure what the what the brand is called, but uh, they were amazing. And that's what I, I ended up looking just for like compression uh, underwear, uh, for that exact reason. Because uh, yeah, it's not fun. We'll have to get the link into the show notes. There you go. <laughs> we'll become sponsors. There you go. Uh, so, so I realized I, guess... I, I forgot to talk about what I carried for weight. Um, I carried my plate carrier and I have the, uh, the fake plates in there uh, as well as I have a couple of weights that I put in the, uh, what do you call it? Like the side pockets. So my whole kit without water was uh, 25 pounds. Um, I also, Sarah and I realized that her backpack, I had bought her a, a camping backpack a while ago. Um, it actually had a detachable part. That you can take off and it had a water bladder in it so i also carried that as well for uh, extra water while i was walking around so perfect yeah, yeah it was uh it was a decent setup so i like how did the you... 
Sorry? Your uh, water bottle carrier didn't survive, right? Your uh, well, version 1.0 did not survive, but it, it broke like a month or two ago. Yeah. Version 2.0 has how uh, 2.0 has survived so far. Cool. Yeah. So, not that really I changed anything to it. It's just a matter of I didn't slam it into a door. So, you know, <laughs> that always helps, you know, things survive. Well, so day two for me. Um, I did 10 kilometers again. A little sore and stiff when I woke up, but, you know, I completed the ruck. No real issue. Nothing really to report about that. Um, Josh, how about you? How was your day two? Well, I actually felt really good the next morning. Like, I, I it was funny how how daunting these 10 kilometers were before, but you know, now they weren't really much of anything. The 10 kilometers were so easy in comparison to the 25, but <laughs> so I wasn't really, I wasn't really sore at all. Everything was good, but um, it was just a normal day. We went to work and, and we didn't have kids that night on the Friday. So um, we decided to go together. So we waited until after work. We went to the conservation area at Wildwood and uh it was it was a little bit harder to get moving i guess because it was after dinner and we were feeling a bit sluggish but um the weather was really good and i felt the only thing that was sore was my neck uh just just carrying the weight kind of strains strains my neck in one spot i don't know if it's my posture or what it doesn't seem to matter what i do with adjusting it but um again i did 25 pounds plus water uh, it was a little bit different because of the uh, the elevation and the, the the nature trails rather than just walking around town. So it was a little bit nicer. But uh, yeah, we we finished it just before dark, so it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're, you seem yeah. to be uh, skirting the uh, sunrise sunset times. Yeah, yeah, at least yeah. the first two days. Yeah. yeah. So Amanda, did you you did that with Josh on Friday then? I did, I did, and so uh, same idea. My annoyance, though, was that my tracker for myself was about a half a kilometer different than Josh's. Oh. It was coming up short. So uh, to make it match so that it actually showed I did 10 kilometers, I literally had to do laps while he sat there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm walking around. <laughs> I was pretty upset about it. And I was just like, why the heck? A half a kilometer? You know, I understand maybe a quarter of a kilometer, but a half a kilometer, yeah. especially... Um, and I, I don't know, I don't think I felt as good as Josh did, but, um, I definitely, and it was a hot day, so, and I drank all of my two liters of water, that's for sure, uh, but it was good weather, and, uh, let's see we, we here. took a little took a little break at the halfway part, so that was good. Yeah, I'm gonna say the bladder in in the sack is probably the best thing because you can yeah. just you can just go and drink. And I almost used it as a distraction. It's like whenever I kind of felt tired, I'd just take a sip of water too. So it wasn't that I was thirsty, but I, my lips were dry by the end of it still. Okay. And I just about finished the two two liters, so I couldn't understand. I'm like, I know I'm hydrated, but what's going on? So. Yep. We got uh, we got kind of a neat surprise along the trail. We saw um, a, a a turkey and our babies. That yeah, turkey cool. and the babies. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty neat. They were on the trail, and then they flew into the trees. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, this time. So I did steal Josh's uh, underwear. I stole his boxers. So to, before to before we left. Yeah, yeah, before we left. Oh, yeah, okay. So I thought that's what the little halfway the break was. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ew. No. 
but no, that actually really helped. So I didn't feel anything with the shape, uh, chafing at all. Well, they're actually boxer briefs. Not boxer just, briefs, yeah. yes. And they were nice and long. They were a Puma brand or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, they were comfortable and they fit well. And that definitely helped and I didn't have any issues. But I'm thinking I'm going to grab some biker shorts instead for the next time. Because okay. it'll probably do the same thing for me. Yeah. So. Just make sure that anyway. they don't have the uh, extra padding in the caboose area. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I guess. Uh, not required. Not required, <laughs> yep. Um, I definitely have to say, I felt like tingly and jelloey after we took off the backpacks. Okay, yeah. I, 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 I don't know how else to describe it, other than it felt like... Like your your shoulders were compressed for so long that it just felt like you were almost like growing inches, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and yeah, trying to walk afterwards, it was the the restaurants was just like, ooh, this is weird. Yeah, I but, de I definitely know what uh, I know that feeling that you're talking about. Yeah, yep. but yeah, it's so tired and grumpy, but I wasn't in pain. I don't know. So, yeah. Just, you know, I was ready for the next day, that's for sure. Yeah. So, I guess George is up next. How did you yeah. do, George? Uh, not good. <laughs> no? Uh, I learned a, I learned a valuable lesson. Walking on the side of the road and doing the Kamoka Trail once a week is nowhere near enough preparation for doing the Bruce Trail. I uh I don't want to say I blew. I don't want to say I blew out my knee, but my knee basically threw out the red flag and gave up. I uh, it. I had planned to do another 13 kilometer day, and I had to call Wanda to come get me after 11, and I could barely walk. What's and it was just my knee was just so sore. So that basically kind of brought the end, my uh, my adventures to an end. Oh, no. But you know what? I have to say, you've been really go-getting at it, and that was a um, you only started using weight more recently, and you went on a rough terrain. I think you should be pretty proud that you did almost 25k in two days. Like you definitely were going up over and above what we were doing. Like Josh and I were hitting 10, and we were done. <laughs> so, <laughs> 10 and <laughs> screw it. I'm gonna stand here. You can go get the car. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, like I could, I I can do ten. Like, I've got my run, my my trucking route mapped out, so I've got certain areas where I walk, and like I can do ten kilometers on flat terrain, and get back to the truck and think nothing of it. Yeah. And so if I had done that, then then I would have been able to complete the whole thing, but like it literally was up down up down that first day the second day wasn't quite as bad it was uh it was up down a little bit but it was it had more consistent flat parts mm -hmm. but by that time like my knee was just toast yeah and so i showed wanda like the elevation chart and it just looks like it's like literally zigzag the next day was more rolling train but yeah. the first day was just it was rigid and just very jagged and it was like i looked at it and i'm like no wonder my knee just said gave me the double middle fingers and said screw you we quit yeah, yeah. So, so but i'm gonna get i've got a bicycle at my dad's place that i was riding when i was uh off work because of my back so i think i might get back into doing some biking too because i think i'm thinking that biking should strengthen the knee because you're doing more of a up and down 
pushing motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, biking sounds, is usually it what sounds I sounds right in my head. Yeah, biking is usually what I hear people go to when they start having knee problems from running and walking too much. It is supposed to be, I think, a little bit oh. more lower impact. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm just thinking of strength. To, what exercise to do to strengthen my? Because I still want to do the Bruce Trail. Yeah. But uh, I'm just not gonna like. And my plans were never to go at it aggressively, like do four days. Like I had four days mapped out on the Bruce Trail. And uh, Sunday, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. If I was just going to do like a road walk, because 25Ks, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, so my plan was to do three days on the Bruce Trail and then Sunday do the 25. And I hadn't really decided where that was going to happen or how that was going to happen. So I might have just walked around London for like walked down Wellington or uh, Wonderland Road for 12 and a half kilometers and then walk back. Like I, I, I hadn't really figured Sunday out yet, but um, uh, yeah. So and I learned a lesson like we have uh, a, we have plans to go away for a week. And that was that was the plan was I was just going to do the Bruce Trail for four days and Wanda was just going to enjoy the resort, whatever, wherever we ended up going. And, uh, yeah, I re- realized that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I might do, like, a day on the Bruce Trail and then take a day off and then do a day on the Bruce Trail and then take a day off and do a day on the Bruce Trail. But I'm not doing back-to-back days on the Bruce Trail again. Not um, not until I get, get more. I need to work on my knees more. And uh, So what did you do for recovery? So, yeah, so I, I made it two recovery? days. What's that? So what did you do for recovery? Uh, sat around and uh, watched TV. <laughs> Did you do any icing or medication? Oh well, I've oh I'm always medicated, so <laughs> <laughs> so I can just imagine. <clears throat> I can just imagine how bad the pain actually was versus how much I was feeling because I I'm on tramadol for my back, so I was I was already like. I was I was approaching this like I approached uh, the apple seed. Get ahead of the pain and stay ahead of the pain. So I popped tramadol in the morning and I popped a couple on the trail and I'm like, George is feeling no pain. <laughs> and then the knees like, oh yeah, I see your tramadol and I'm gonna up you the pain level to ten. And I was like, okay, I give up, I surrender, you win. Oh, so. Yeah, I just I, I soaked in the tub for uh, for as long as I could, and uh, other than that, I didn't really do a whole lot. Like we checked out, so that was Thursday, Friday, and then we checked out of the hotel on Saturday. And the plan was she was going to drop me off, go shopping, and then come back and pick me up. So since since I was I was in no condition to do the trail on Saturday, we just drove back home. My truck was ready. So we stopped, picked up the truck, and then uh, and then dropped the truck off in Ingersoll, and then drove home. So yeah. I didn't really. I just I just relaxed and just took it easy. And so Saturday, like Saturday, I was able to walk walk on it, kind of. I was. Uh, we went to church, and I we uh, for like for church, we go up front for for communion. And I was like hobbling along and the priest looked at me and he's like, gives me this kind of tilted look going, what's, what's up with you? And I'm like, 
Uh, I'll tell you later. <laughs> so, and then sun, by Sunday, I was not too bad. I was moving around, and then by Monday, the pain was pretty much gone. Gotcha. So, I didn't do any permanent damage. I'm pretty sure it was just, I just overworked it. Yeah. And then yeah. then Friday, because I didn't rest it, it just, I, it just flared up even worse, so. Yeah. So if anybody's interested in doing the Bruce Trail, Niagara is not flat and boring. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Well, you gave it a great shot, George, and you definitely did something that's to be worth being proud of. So, absolutely. Well, you know, proud of you. The what was it? The end of May, beginning of June. Now I didn't realize there was a twenty-five kilometer. I thought it was ten. 10 kilometers over four days but i decided that i was going to do it ahead of time and i was about a month or a month and a half ago i did 10 kilometers over four days nice and i was like oh there you go i can do this no problem yeah well yeah there's trail <laughs> kind of humbled level. me yeah yeah <laughs> so i know i can do 10 kilometers per day um over four days but that's walking on the road like street walking right where it's level flat you know you had you had terrain involved now mind you it was gorgeous absolutely stunning the two days the last couple kilometers maybe not because i was like almost crawling and just like (laughs) pouring tramadol down my gullet scaring all the wildlife away with your pride to pain (laughs) (laughs) well and because my knee was starting to bother me and I got, I had the map out and I got turned around and there was I like the Bruce trail follows other local trails. So I'm like walking and walking. I'm like, geez, I've been walking for a long time. I haven't seen a white marker for a while. And so I pull out the tr- the thing and I walk back to where the last sign was and I'm like all confused. And there's this really sketchy looking road and I'm like, that can't be it. And, so like I like I burned up like a kilometer just trying to find my way out. Like I got lost at one point, and I was like, oh, yeah. But um, you know, I did. I think I did almost twenty five k over two days. So that's good. That's yeah. good. You know, I'm happy. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, so for me, unfortunately, on day three, um, I didn't get to complete it because of the IDPA provincials. I was there, and by the time I got home, I was not doing anything. Not to mention it was already like 8 or 9 o'clock when I got home. So, yep, I wasn't going for a hike in the dark, so I didn't do day three. So, Josh, how did day three go for you? Well, I'm not mad, but I am a little disappointed, but that's okay. <laughs> My only defense <laughs> is that, was it, two months ago, I did the 10, 10, 10, 25. Right. So I, that, that's actually a good point because – when I got home, I still debated on whether I was going to do it until like <laughs> 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I was yeah. like, you know what? If I hadn't done it like two months ago, I probably would have done it this just time. Just to prove you could just, do it. Yeah. Just to prove I could do it. Yeah. Just for that yeah. straight reason. And I was like, "That's." I'm glad I didn't because I'm like, the odds are I'm going to end up in the pitch black because <laughs> I'm in the middle of the woods. I'm not in like, uh, I'm not walking down city streets. So like, right. yeah, like the I could end up tripping, hurting myself, something like that. Last thing I want to be doing is calling home to be like, hey, can you pack up the kids at 11 o'clock at night because I hurt myself on the trail and I can't get home? <laughs> like, yeah, so. You have nothing to prove to us, Mike. You know you can do it. Oh, I, yeah. 
So day day three for me, uh, you know, because of our schedules and childcare and everything, we we decided to do the big one on Saturday, go for the 25k. Um, I had uh, 25 pounds weight, and with the food and water that we brought with us, because we definitely needed to stop for lunch, uh, that was about about another five pounds. And uh, I don't know the the biggest thing I think for that walk was mental, just getting over. You know, when you start to get tired and you start to get maybe a little bit bored and it's getting monotonous and you're just kind of feeling like quitting or getting tired, it's just really hard to push through. And I think that was that was probably the biggest thing for me was just the mental part of it, kind of just going to your happy place and just walking. <laughs> but uh, it started to rain, which was which was terrible. Um, oh, no. How much like pouring or like spitting? It started off spitting, and then it was like a torrential downpour. Oh no! <laughs> so, and that lasted for about ten kilometers of the of the twenty five. Oh, so, wow! Yeah, I was soaked. My my pack was completely soaked, and my shirt was soaked. My shoes were soaked, and uh, yeah, that made it a lot harder. Plus, you know, the trail we're on, it was uh, you know lots of up and down, kind of like kind of like George. And uh, there's a bit of mud and rocks and roots, so we had to be careful not to slip. So we were going going pretty slow at times. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was, uh, definitely an experience, but we had never, we had never done anything like that before. We had done some of the offshoots and we did one part of it. Uh, but this was around Wildwood again, and we actually went around the whole lake. So it was kind of cool to, uh, to go on a trail we hadn't seen before. Uh, there's some backcountry campsites, which were really cool. Uh, we wanted to check those out, see if that was something that we could possibly do in the future. So we kind of found out what it would take uh energy wise and uh, to get there and how far they were um so that's something we might we might try in the future um we saw some more wildlife we saw four deer out of the field that was kind of neat bit of a distraction um but uh i don't know it was just the the tiredness i think was was mainly in my my feet and my hips um my back actually felt pretty good for the walk um just really my my feet and my hips were feeling it i think maybe because of the added weight um we hadn't i hadn't really done that much for that long before and then with the uh having the wet shoes i actually got a blister on my toe but i was able to keep it was it wasn't too bad i was able to keep going but it was just you know one of those things that when you're already feeling like quitting and then your toe's starting to hurt <laughs> and then you really you really just want to quit but um and it was kind of neat when we got back to uh the end of the trail, we still had to make up a few kilometers uh, at the end because the trail, I think, was only 20, 22. It's 24. It was 24 if we included the one red trail. Right. And then we, yeah, then, but to walk back to the vehicle. We had to go through the campsites. Yeah, we went through the campsites and we're looping around the campsites. Yeah, and some some guy had actually seen us uh, starting. He saw us crossing the highway at the beginning. And he was in the camping area and he's like, hey, did you guys go all the way around? And we're like, oh, yeah, we did it. We did it. And he was he thought that was really neat. So it's kind of cool to have some uh, some acknowledgement of our of our uh, big accomplishment there. So that was kind of neat. Awesome. Um, it's probably not a lot of people do that, you know, but uh, well, there's not, a lot not one day or not not that quick right. at least. Well, and that's the thing with that trail. Like it's kind of. There are some road accesses along the way, but I guess you could plan it that way to have someone pick you up or something. But really, I mean, there's no way to get back to the park unless you go all the way around the loop. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. kind of commit yourself to doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same with rest stops, too. Like even at these uh, camp out spots, 
the porta potties are locked, so it's not meant for anyone else to use them. So the only accesses you have are back at camp. I like yeah. the the Wildwood uh, Conservation Park. But they're so. kind of nice to have. We stopped at one that was empty, and we stopped at the picnic table and rested. But yeah, we had our lunch in the rain because <laughs> yeah. of the timing. It was oh. kind of nice though. We found two two stumps right next to each other, so that was kind of cool. We sat on the stumps and had our lunch in the rain. Yeah, <laughs> but, that was fun. Uh, yeah. So, since you brought up timing, what r- roughly what time did you uh, go go at? It was um, it was like uh, mid morning. I guess it was maybe ten thirty eleven by the time we got on the trail. I think it was eleven. It's closer to eleven. Closer to eleven thirty. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That far? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It took, yeah. It, how long did it take the two of you? Uh, five and a half hours, I think it said. Five and a half hours. Yeah. 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 That, that that's great time considering you stopped and had lunch. Yep. Yeah, I think we stopped for a whole ten minutes. Like we oh, didn't maybe fifteen or so. Maybe fifteen. Yeah, I, I think but it was. Like, I think it was like two hours, and you guys just ran the other twenty-five. Right, <laughs> and, just, and you just well, didn't no, stop. Right, you just kept it running. Slower, it was a slower pace, but really, we couldn't have done it any faster because it just wasn't physically possible to to get over the train without slipping and yeah. like I, there's a bit of there's a bit of it over some wetlands that had a boardwalk and i wiped out on the boardwalk and oh no you had to be careful so yeah yeah it's better to finish it a little bit slower than ten, you know get halfway through it really fast yeah what's that 15 minute break i was on am said so you guys were only took like 10 to 15 minute break i was on amazon looking at like tent hammocks because I was planning on doing like 12 and a half and then taking a siesta <laughs> and hanging a hammock and going, you know what? I'm going to take a two-hour snooze and then I'll finish this stupid 25-kilometer thing. You know, you what? guys are just beasts. If, if you if you were going to do the whole Bruce Trail or something like that, that would be an awesome idea. Get the hammock, whip it out, take a little nap at lunch, and then just keep walking again. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if I can well, get Well, you know, hammock. you're not problem well that's why we didn't stop too long like george was saying once you stop you're done right so we didn't want to wait too long because then we'll start seizing up yeah that's a good point too yeah so technically you're not really supposed to be camping along the bruce trail but if you get a little pup tent that's green i'm not saying there's lots of places just off trail you can simply pitch a tent (laughs) and no one really notice you or just saying yeah, or, or, yeah. or a hammock tent. Yeah. And those yeah. hammock tents. The only problem is, is that because of my back, I'm not sure if sleeping curved like that would oh. mess up my back or not. That's the only thing I worry about. because well, yeah. my my back does better on harder, flat surfaces. Well, what I'm hearing is that you need to get one of these these uh, these hammocks, put it up in your backyard, and take a nap. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got no trees in my backyard. So. Sorry, Wanda. I got to go bet, take a nap. It's for cheap, scientific. Dude. I got to go take a nap. It's for scientific purposes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we, I mean, it was definitely a fun trail, and I would have loved to stop and rest, but well, that, that was one thing I wouldn't do. Let's so. move into your day three then. Well, okay, well, we can do that. Um, Same as Josh. So I, I, I carried 28 <laughs> pounds myself. That was including the food and the water. So that was a lot, I think, for me. Um, like Josh mentioned, it started to rain and he was definitely grumpy about it, which kind of, <laughs> I was trying very hard to be positive. I personally found it very refreshing, uh, cause I was already working up a sweat. I was hot. I just, I just didn't want to get hurt because of 
how crappy it would be to try to get home. Well, yeah. I, and I, I, I didn't want to get hurt, and I didn't want to have wet feet. So well, that was why I was and, grumpy. And Otherwise, I, I didn't mind. I don't mind being wet. I'll fight through it. But I just... Yeah. The scenario was just, yeah, I was yeah. a little bit grumpy. But yeah. I, didn't, I didn't ruin the walk. No, you didn't <laughs> ruin the walk. But, you know, Embrace Josh in general, the suck. Uh, Josh in general was walking about 20 paces ahead of me the whole time because his legs are longer. So I couldn't quite tell because I can't hear him if he tries to talk because you're not turning around to talk. It's probably to better that you didn't hear me. Yeah, because I'm telling you, you would have been grumbling like an old man. So walking 25 kilometers, humana, humana, humana. Well, and his thing too was also, uh, he was like, "Well, we're not doing that good," and I'm like, "Yeah, we are." I said, "Because we said we were going to take a slower pace, and that's exactly what we did. Because I wasn't going to push myself to go five and a half or or like 5.3 kilometers an hour." just to to kill myself I, it wasn't going to happen i said we're going to take it slow and steady and the rain definitely slowed us down on top of it and it made it mucky um i ended up falling actually like despite our our safety oh no i fell and josh almost <laughs> fell he slipped on the boardwalk and saved himself whereas i was going down a hill where there was a big divot and it's from all the bikers i think like uh eroding that that trail a bit and um so i had slipped and fell on my side but i got up right away josh was like like we'll stop we'll stop it's okay and i'm like no no just looking for any excuse (laughs) you're not just gonna leave her behind in the woods yeah no it just it just startled me so we pressed on i said don't stop just keep moving and when we took the breaks Uh, I felt really edgy taking breaks uh, because I felt like if I sat there too long, I wasn't going to keep moving. So like when we did stop at one of the campsites, he was like, oh, well, I could have stayed here a little longer. And I'm like, I can't like, let's get this done. I want to go home. (laughs) We have places Um, to be, things to do. Yeah. And I will say the damper on the rain was that when we did, like it was cooling when we were walking for me. But when we stopped and the wind blew, I got chills. Oh. And I was like, oh, shoot. But this is where my bag also came in handy because Josh's bag was soaked. Mine was not because mine came with that um, water-resistant cover. Uh, cover, the rain cover. Yeah, so it was really cool. Okay. Um, I, yeah, my lunch wasn't messed up or anything. Yeah, I so my excited. bag was actually probably heavier while we were walking because my I had a big towel in there. And yeah, everything. I know. So, I, yeah, and I, I probably, got wet. I, must have, I probably added like 15 pounds of rainwater. Oh, easily 15, 20. <laughs> Let's just round it up and call it an even 30. Yeah. yeah so I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, well, anyway, uh, I would say when we got to the 17-kilometer mark, I started to feel the drain. But I was like, okay, once we hit 20, I'm like, oh, right, we only got five more to go. Like the longest what? five kilometers. <laughs> yes, they were. I felt like we were checking and we were thinking it was a kilometer and it was only a half a kilometer. You're like, crap! <laughs> and, put, and, and these were points because we had been to five kilometers in on the trail uh, previously because we'd like walk 5K one way and then go 5K back yeah. when we do this route. So we're like, yeah. We know where we're going. This is about two kilometers. No, it, it was the worst. So, 
I, I definitely had to give myself pep talks and uh, I secretly cried while Josh was looking. I, my, <laughs> I was so sore and I was bawling my eyes out, wiping my tears. And then Josh would turn around and go, you're good? And I'm like, yeah, good. I'm just whining, that's all. And uh, I, oh boy. But yeah. I have to say, I was so proud of us. And, yeah. you know, not, not to toot my own horn, but proud of myself. This was probably the most physical thing I've ever had to do uh, that was both mentally and yeah. and physically exhausting other than childbirth. Three, yeah. Wow. Or a vasectomy. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I'm not getting into that conversation with you. But th- or that trail, like 313 meters of elevation gain. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's that's yeah. not insignificant. That was pretty good. Yes. Yeah. No, that's that, that's amazing. And yeah, you should be proud of yourself, Amanda. That that's a, an amazing com- accomplishment for anyone to be able to do twenty five kilometers, especially that fast with that weight in the rain. Yeah, it, that's amazing. And that elevation. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? With the rain, I kept telling Josh. I said, "This is this is giving us Rucker credit, right? Like yeah, cred. Street, street cred, street cred, street cred, <laughs> yeah. trail cred, trail cred." <laughs> The fact that we stuck it out and we did what we did, it was amazing. So yeah, I was I was I was exhausted, but I was definitely happy that we did it. But on to day four. Yeah. So yeah, how'd you how'd you do on day four? Well, I'll start with you. I I did not. I did not. Alas, I tapped out because twenty five k kicked my little butt. And I, I was just way too sore. I contemplated and contemplated and Josh is like, you don't look good. <laughs> I was like, I was waddling pretty bad because one thing I will say with the rain, the chafing again caused some issues. Oh well, yeah. And, and, I, and was... I had it too that day. I hadn't had it at all. But then yeah. with, with all the rain, my shorts were drooping and everything was drooping and sagging and rubbing and it wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> that so just happens when you get old, Josh. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, despite me wearing like the longer underwears again, it still ended up ripping the skin open again. Oh wow! So I was not a happy camper. I and I thought about doing a five k just to say that I did something. I'm like, well, I could walk to my mom's house, but and then it was just like I was every step I took down the stairs. Yeah. I it, it was I, I can't even explain it. It was brutal. Um. Couldn't do it, so I, I tapped out. But uh, how about you, Mike? How did you do? So on day four, I woke up bright and early. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I got out there. So I did twenty. I did the whole twenty-five kilometers. Um, I did two loops. So I did one loop, and I came back to the house, and then I did the second loop, kind of like I did uh, a couple months ago. Um, so. I apparently carried just enough water because I ran out and literally the last kilometer I ran out of water. Um, I had that hydration pack on me and I had a Gatorade in the front pouch. I drank the whole Gatorade in the first 10K or well, 12K. Um, and I got another another water, another thing of Gatorade. Um, after the first 10K, my, I had two toes that were rubbing together. So I had to like tape them to keep them apart. Um, had to take like some ibuprofen and Tylenol. And I think that was literally just because my body was so used to doing five or 10 K that as soon as I'm like, Oh, I'm going to do more than 10 K. My body's like, now, now you're yeah, cause not. That's, cause that's funny. You cause you, you, you haven't had any blisters or anything at all. Have you? No, like, like not really. 
No, I had no blisters. Like, I had a couple calluses, but I mean, I get calluses from, you know, everything, including shooting. I get calluses. Do you think the heat and humidity had something to do with that? Because I'll bet you your feet your feet. Well, I think that's the only reason I got the blisters, because it was wet. Well, yeah, yeah, with the wet, but that was the... uh, Did you guys have the high humidity where it was like almost... Uh, plus thirty eight. Yeah, we had we definitely had high humidity. Now, mind you, it didn't it wasn't that high. I remember okay. looking at the thing at the at the weather forecast because I was like, okay, if I leave, and I think I meant I think I got on the trail by five o'clock in the morning. So I was looking oh. at like what's it going to be at like at ten, and I think at ten it was supposed to be like just over twenty degrees, but it felt like in the high twenties or something like that. So it wasn't. It was way better than some of the days that we've had lately here, where it's like in the 30s, like high 30s with humidity. But yeah, but I don't know. I don't know why, what changed, what was different. But I, yeah, so I had to tape two toes to like keep them from rubbing. Um, and then, yeah, I went and I did the second half. And like you said, like somewhere around that like 17 kilometer, like you just start losing, you just start losing your energy. Um, the only good thing I had is that 19 kilometers was what my turnaround point. So it was uh, a bit of a mental boost to be like, okay, like we are on the home stretch. Like I just need to get yeah. home and I am done. So yeah. that kind of, I kind of rode that wave up until, you know, somewhere around the 21, 22 kilometer, then everything kind of started diving again. Like you said, it, it really almost becomes more of a, a mental challenge at that point in time to like mentally keep yourself going. Like you yeah. said, as long as you keep moving physically, you kind of keep going. But yeah, mentally, you're just like, you know, I just need to get to the nearest road and I can call for call for a pickup and I'll right. get a pickup <laughs> in 10 minutes. Like, it's just that easy. But yeah, no, mentally, it took a lot to keep going. So yeah, I, I managed to complete it and I did it within my goal, which was to do it under five hours to keep that uh, five kilometer an hour pace. So I yep. managed to do that whole thing. And I don't think I had to jog at all. Um if I jogged, it was completely voluntary just to change up the pace a little bit. But, uh, no, it, it was good. Um, I was definitely exhausted for the rest of the day. Like, my day was essentially, well, not a write-off, but, you know, for at least an hour or two after I got home, I, it was, that time was toast. Yeah. It was just a lot of just kind of sitting there on the couch, like, you know, barely existing, but... <laughs> Yeah. Well, we, uh, yeah, we wind up going to Amanda's mom's after the 25 K and that was, uh, we, yeah, we, we went, were... we went in the pool and that kind of helped actually loosen us oh, up. I think oh, that, that would have been nice as pool. Yeah. Oh, kind of yeah. stretched our muscles and they have a salt, and the feeling of being weightless. Pool. Yeah. <laughs> now that you say that, I'm like, man, I should have filled up the kids like kiddie pool. And just like filled <laughs> it up and then just like came home, just drip, drip down in the backyard. Just, just, belly flop in and just float like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but no yeah it, it went well um you know it was nice getting out there on the trail in the morning um pretty much for all my days i saw virtually no one i think on my 25 kilometer just because i was walking later in the day i did see a couple people but uh so what kind of trail are you on mike i'm on an old uh Near near my place, there's an old uh, train train track. Oh yeah, that yeah. goes all the way from Smith Falls to, I think like Pembroke or something like that. So like it is it is long. Um, yeah, so, so that'd be nicely 
Bend, a nice trail. Yeah. Yeah. So like all the all the counties in that area agreed to buy the the train abandoned train track. That's essentially what it was, and they ripped yeah. it all out. And so it's all like on the what would you call that? Like packed down, crushed gravel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we have those around here too. Yeah. So it uh, no, it was good. It was good. I had a good time. Um, I actually want to do it more. Well, actually, I'll, I'll I'll come back to that at the end when we're done. Uh, Josh, how was your last day? Well, it took me a while to get going. <laughs> um, we were kind of debating, like we were going to do it after dinner because Amanda's boys were going to their dad's after dinner or just before dinner. So we were going to do it after dinner and we were kind of debating. And like you said, like she said, she kind of tapped out. But I decided to go, and the first two kilometers were friggin' tough. <laughs> I I almost just wanted to lose loop home and and just be done with it because there's I don't know if it was like pain, but everything was just sore, and I was really feeling it in my shins and my calves. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, it was just burning, and I just did, this isn't fun. Why am I doing this? I did the twenty five. I should be happy, yeah. but you know, I just I I kept going. I don't know how, but I kept going and. I did the the minimum weight. I made sure that my water and my my weights. I took some stuff out of my pack, and I just made sure that was exactly twenty two pounds because I didn't want to do any more than I had to. But I didn't really feel I didn't really feel the weight. Like my back and everything was fine. It was just my my shins and calves were were burning. Yeah. So that definitely helped. That that was my only problem. But um, again, it was it, it was just that mental struggle just to keep going. Um, yeah. But I just I, I made it that far, and I said, okay, well, I want to. I want to do this last day. I got to do the last day. I want to do all four. And I said I would do it and I'm going to do it. So I have to do it. And I I purposely didn't look at my watch to see how far I was or what my time was until I hit about 7K because then I kind of knew where I'd be and I just didn't want to just didn't want to mess with my head. But um, I don't know, once I got maybe maybe four or five kilometers in, everything kind of went numb. So the pain, the, the, the pain and discomfort was kind of gone and I just kind of was able to speed up a bit and yeah. everything just felt a lot better. It's funny how that happens. I don't know if it's just with the adrenaline going or just the muscles kind of build up so much. It up or yeah, yeah. Almost, almost like runner's high. Like right, you always right, hear about right. people so talk about runner's like, high. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt a lot better and I was able to, to power through it. <clears throat> and, uh, it was funny. Right about halfway, my blister popped. Oh. <laughs> so so it didn't hurt or anything, but it felt so weird. All of a sudden, my toes were wet, <laughs> and I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> Not again. That's like three days yeah. in a row. <laughs> yeah. Well, just just the toes. <laughs> so you could feel the feel the pressure of it popping, and then and then feel it between your toes, kind of gross. But yeah, um, definitely felt a little bit uh, better actually after that happened. But well, that's good, I guess. So yeah, I hit the hit the seven k mark, and I looked at my watch, and I was like, okay, well, I have a chance to really make a good time here. Actually, I don't I don't know how I'm doing this, but I'm I'm actually going pretty pretty fast. So, I kind of hauled butt all the way back, and uh, I don't know. You'll be proud, Mike. I actually broke into a jog. Oh wow! <laughs> I was like, I can, I don't know. Can I beat Mike's pace? Can I can I do it? I don't know. And, and there was actually a a downhill portion where I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do it anywhere, I'm going to do it downhill. Cause then at least I have a little bit of gravity assist. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> so I ran down this hill and I, and I was like, it, it actually felt fine. I didn't hurt. Everything was good. And, uh, but again, like Amanda was saying, once I hit that 10, I hit the button. I was yeah. like, that's it. I hit 10 K I hit the button and I sat on a bench and just uploaded my Strava. And that's all <laughs> I kind of waited there for a little bit, but I, I was Come with happy. a stretcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did I did the 10K in an hour and 40, so I was oh, happy wow. with that. 
Good job. Yeah, Five point that... nine kilometers an hour. So that's yeah. good. I really do. Yeah, I really do think what you two did was harder than what the original challenge is to do the twenty five in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Yeah, and well, that's what I was going to say for the closing comments too. Like, it, that's that's what I would do differently. I don't think I would do that. I would save the twenty five till the end. Yeah, it was just you're you're just so drained for that last one, but it wound up working out okay. But I didn't enjoy it. No. I just wanted to get it done. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I I meant to ask you about the twenty five k because you mentioned weight in your bag. Did either of you notice? Like, as you're going and you're drinking all your water and you're eating all your food, did you notice like? your weight getting less or did it just feel the no, same? No, because I had the rain gain. Oh, oh, that's right. You gained 30 <laughs> pounds. I forgot. So Amanda, who didn't gain 30 pounds while walking, did you notice any difference as you ate and drank or did it just feel the same? Uh, so it felt the same. And I have to be honest, I didn't drink near as much this time that on the 25K, I barely touched a liter. Oh wow! Um, I think it was the, but I think it was because of the rain. I think right? the fatigue kind of cancels that out. Yeah, like yeah. the it just feels just as heavy because you're tired. Yeah, yeah. I I will say that, but I mean, I felt the rain maybe kind of, like I said, uh, served the purpose of cooling me off. Yeah, and uh, I didn't want to like. It was I was struggling with like cleaning off my glasses so I could see where I was going. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. <laughs> and and I can I could feel the sweat going and the rain running into my eyes and yeah. so I was more distracted with that and and how wet I was I think um, from the rainfall that I didn't drink into I didn't need to get into my water because but... I I really think I really think you would have done all four days if we hadn't done the 25 on day three. Oh, I, I'm sure I would have. Yeah. 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 Because like I say, we were feeling pretty like we're sore, but we're feeling pretty good after the tens. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, but the weight, yeah, we didn't change for me. So. No, it's unfortunate that the longest ruck you have to bring the most weight because you needed the, you need fuel. You got to have something to eat, right? And you yeah. got to have enough water to last you. Yeah. I just, I just grabbed literally a handful of protein bars. So Sarah's been on the <laughs> Sarah's been on this kick with protein bars, where she's like she's trying all these different ones to find out which one she likes. And like they're protein bars, they none of them really taste great. Um, but because of that, we had a whole pile of protein bars in the house. So I just literally grabbed like a handful of them. Like, yeah, th- this will work. I'm sure it's full of energy. Yeah. yeah. I, I bought a pack of Nature Valley Sweet and Salty. Oh, yeah. And they had three different flavors in it from Costco. So we, I grabbed two each of those. Then we had two <clears throat> peaches, two apples, and a peanut butter sandwich. That's all we brought. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a huge lunch. It was, oh, and a Gatorade. We did pick up a Gatorade for lunch to. Plus our two liter bladders. Plus yeah. the two liter bladders. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. Like, I got I got a little hungry on the walk, but, like, at no point would I, like, oh, I need to get home to eat because I'm starving. It was more just almost like just well, to I, keep yourself busy, just to well, eat something. Well, I get, I, I get that, like, uh, sugar low kind of thing where I get hangry and I... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so even if I'm not <laughs> feeling hungry, I'll mentally need something to eat so yeah. I feel okay. better. Yeah. yeah. Should have yeah, seen him yeah. this morning. We didn't have uh, breakfast till after 9.30, and he was grumpy. Well, usually I have breakfast at 7, so. Yeah. 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 So you already kind of mentioned this about doing it again, do it, but this time doing it in the order of 10, 10, 10, 25. 
Um, so yeah. you would do it again, next, like you would try this again, maybe next year or another time? Oh, yeah, for sure. I want to do it next year for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. good. What about you, George? Do you think you'll try this again? Oh, absolutely. I'll probably try and do it before uh, next year. Yeah. I just, I'm really, I, I know I have it in me. I just, like I said, I was so, I cannot believe how naive I was when it comes to that Bruce Trail. I just, it humbled me in a way I haven't been humbled in a long time. So, like, George I know, got humbled. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. All Ripley's. Um, so, I know I can do 10, 10 over, like 10 per day for four days. I don't know. I missed, I, I didn't realize there was a 25 in there. So, well, I. You don't have to. Like, I mean, that was us wanting to do well, it. And that was also. I only agreed to do one one day, one ten kilometers. That was the that was the minimum. Right? That was yeah. the bare minimum, and that was the Brazil minimum was to to do ten kilometers one day, but they had different levels. Um, you you could earn different badges depending on how well, far you went plus in the, the four days. The podcast challenge was to, to but, participate yeah. in all four days. So. Yes, that's true. Yes, yeah. the podcast challenge yeah. that was kind of sitting on top of that. So, yeah. but Razul, yeah, just well, actually, 10K. actually, it was 10, 10K when that email came out with the actual rules. It was 10K over the four days. Yeah, you could do oh. two and a half. Oh. You could do a two and a half for four days straight and they would technically qualify. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so, so I definitely met the qualifier then. Yeah, yes, oh, you did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. my plan, like I said, my, we're planning on taking a week of holidays uh, in October. Now, because I've been humbled, I know I'm not going to be doing five days of Bruce Trail. But yeah. like I said, I think I'm, I'm still going to try and do like Bruce Trail Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and have a rest day in between each day and approach it a little cautiously. And not so aggressively, because I was like, hammer down, let's go. And, <laughs> like I didn't rest. I did like thirteen, excuse me, thirteen kilometers straight through. Yeah, yeah, and that's wicked. So, this so I just, I, I grossly <laughs> over, like I, I just, I pushed myself too hard, and it just kind of ruined me for the rest of it. Yeah. So, yeah. so I learned a lot, and I definitely want to do it again. And you know, like I love hiking. So yeah. I'm definitely so, going to be doing something. So what else would you do differently? Like you mentioned the taking maybe more breaks in between. Is there anything else you do different? Like are you going to take more breaks along the way? Maybe pick a different trail? Um, any see, other lessons learned? My problem is, and like Wanda can attest to this, with uh, with my truck driving. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to drive till midnight, and I'm going to shut her down, go to bed, and you know, next thing you know, like uh, she'll call me the next morning and go, "Oh, so you know, how did you make out?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I drove straight through." And she's like, "I thought you were going to do that." I'm like, "Yeah, well, you know, I got to the you know midnight. And I was only two hours away, and really, you know, and I just I I get like tunnel vision, and I just go, and I go, 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 and I don't like I don't stop. So my problem is like trying to go slow and take breaks." I just, I, I, I don't have it in me. Now, trust me, when I'm doing the 25K, oh, I'm going to have it in me to stop halfway. Like I said, I'm, <laughs> see, I'm, I'm not stopping for a, for a sandwich break. I'm getting a hammock and I'm taking a siesta. I'm, going, yeah. I'm, I'm taking a two-hour nap. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so to do it differently, I'm, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure I would do it on the Bruce Trail. 
just because that my body's just I, I'm not I don't have all my all my training if you call it training I did walking on the shoulder of highways parked out in Pennsylvania and New York and kind of that sort of thing right so it was all very level very like it was rolling hills in Pennsylvania so there was quite a bit of elevation train change but again the roads so they're not steep ravines where you know they've kind of like built steps into the side of the ravine and you're going almost straight up right <laughs> so you know if i were to do it again i'd probably do it maybe on flatter surface maybe a bit easier trail system than the bruce trail yeah and then the 25k I didn't realize, like, I don't live far from Wildwood either. And I, I grew up in Stratford, so I know Wildwood. And I didn't realize the trail system that they have out there. And so well, that kind of intrigued me. We've lived here for a long time, too, and we didn't know it was there either. <laughs> yeah, like, I knew, it, I knew it for the campground and the beach and the dam there. But I've never really, like, hiking there, I've never really, like, I was just a little kid. So I was too busy chasing bugs and stuff and going fishing with my grandfather so so yeah. that's i think that's going to be something i look into doing that uh that 25k trail well we should meet up and give that a try absolutely because yeah. I, I i would like to do I'd the 25 again it. soon but not with weight i'd like to just do it you know just to just to hike it yeah yeah because i i don't like just hiking for the sake of hiking i don't like walking just for the sake of walking like it, it's kind of boring i agree and, so what I like what I what I did during my training was I I kind of switched up my morning prayer. So instead of doing scripture reading and then doing my rosary while I drove, I did my rosary. I'd walk and do my rosary and divine mercy chaplet, which takes me about three kilometers. And then I basically do that in one direction, and then I turn around and came back. So that was six. <laughs> And then I would add a kilometer, add a kilometer, and then the next thing I got up to ten kilometers, and then. So that's kind of how I did that. Um, I like so, how you measure your prayers in kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like pace speeds. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny because I could, if I, I would look at the thing and I could tell how fast I was walking because if I'd gotten further by the time I finished my prayers, I'd be like, oh, I'm doing a pretty good pace. So if I was less, I'd be like, oh, I got to pick up the pace. Yeah. So, so that's that was kind of my so you training. start praying like an auctioneer really fast. Yeah. <laughs> so so that kind of took the monotony out of just walking along the side of a road, right? But yeah. I, I like trails. I just I love being out in the trails. Yeah. And so when I when it came to challenge time, my truck was going into the shop for a couple of days. So it all kind of land lined up perfectly. Um so mm-hmm. I just gotta find a trail that's not gonna kill my knees. Yeah. And uh so yeah i'm pretty lucky i realized that i have this trail near my place just because it's nice and flat so i don't have to worry about you know like you mentioned george with up the up down up down up down it's pretty level it's pretty flat but yet i'm still out in nature right like every time i went out i always saw rabbits i would see like a dozen rabbits i saw heron i saw what else did i see i saw beavers i saw unfortunately i saw a ton of snakes um Nice. Yeah, like uh, it, it's it's nature, but yet it's also groomed nature, which is very nice. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so Josh and Amanda, you mentioned, or Josh, you mentioned doing it without the twenty five pounds. Uh, Amanda, are you this? Are you in the same boat? You'd like to try it again, but with less weight? 
or no weight, sorry. I would train with no weight and to get myself built up for the 25. And I think um, I would like to do a little bit more on my own because, I mean, Josh did his walks on his own while training and well, yeah, I did I think not. My, I think my lunch walks have really helped me to, yeah, be, to that... have a, a little bit more speed and stamina. Like I was going for like, you know, three, four, five kilometer walks at lunch every day. Well, not every day, but that's something that Almost. I want to do moving forward too, is do more of that. Um, try to stay on at least two, three times a week yeah. doing that. And I think that's what I want to do. And I want to get to do some of that on my own because obviously I saw a huge difference in my pace with my music and my earbuds and just going while I'm looking at interesting things. Yeah. I also found um, getting familiar with the trails because then you can kind of marker yourself. Well, the first <coughs> couple times that we took, you know, one bit of the lake trail one way for five yeah. kilometers and back, we were slow and but we were enjoying the view but at this point i could say okay well one kilometer is about here two is here three is here yeah so if we got used and just the same as when <coughs> we started finally figuring out our 10k here in town then you kind of have a mental note about how far you are and i find then you're less concentrating on oh well how far am i because you're you're in the zone right yeah. well, you, so, you know what the worst thing is is if you get to be like you get to, to your house or to your truck and you've got like a kilometer left <laughs> when you can, when you can see your house or you can see your truck and you just, you have to start making loops or going back and forth. That's yeah. just the worst thing ever. Do your, do your short little loop first. So you yeah. end at the proper amount of kilometers. That's interesting. Once, once you see your truck, you just want to go home. <laughs> That's interesting that you two had that problem because I worried about that too, but yet I walked right to like, like I did the math, so I knew exactly where to walk to and then turn around and come back. And every time I've done this, I've always come back with more kilometers on the way back, like when I get back, than I anticipated. Like I anticipated nice. to be right at like 25 kilometers. And I yeah. think it ended up at like 25 and a half, like not far off. But, right, right. But, but it gets like, you over. I gave myself no extra like cushion room, and yet I would always be over essentially. So. No, we found we were having troubles um, just trying to get the right zoning for our walks and like which way we were going to go where because that was a new concept for us. Yeah. So, but uh, I think it'd be also interesting to walk with different people. Uh, I definitely. Well, you don't want to walk with me? That's, well, no, I <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> but I mean, I had at least five different people over the course of the couple of weeks that I was posting on Instagram about rucking. I every single one of them said, "What is rucking? What is the challenge you're doing? Can I do it?" And so I was really excited to see a lot of women, in particular. So you should start a interested. start a rucking group in town. Yeah, there you go. So Ruck around the river. A lot, but a, a lot of the holdback was, <clears throat> oh, carrying weight? I don't know how I th feel about that. And that's exactly how I felt getting started. I was like, 22 pounds? That's a lot of weight. But then I was thinking about it, and I'm like, by the time my son was six months, he was 22 pounds. I was carrying him around. Like, he was... <laughs> Not for 25 kilometers. <laughs> no, but you carried him all freaking day. Like, yeah. you... So... I think it's just, it was a, a mental mindset because I thought to myself, we'd be lucky if we could do the 10K. And then as well, yeah, we started walking, so, like say, and then we're so, like... so daunting at it, the beginning. It now, was. Now but, the 10K is not really a big deal. 
Yeah, 10K with weight is not a big deal. The 25K with weight was definitely a big deal. So I think maybe I would, it depending on next year how I am, I might consider doing the 25K without weight, but I would like to do it even some weight. You know yeah. what I mean? Just to say, because I obviously yeah. did it, mm-hmm. but I think timing again, doing the 10, 10, 10, then the 25, yeah. we'll definitely have to schedule it better because it was also my son's birthday and you know, life got in the way too. So I didn't want to be rucking 25 K on his birthday. I thought that would kind of stink. So, you know, it was just timing. And I asked you this question too, before the show actually was, you know, which, which do you think was better? What did you enjoy more when we rucked separately or rucked together? And that was really hard to answer because I liked both because I enjoy our social interactions and pointing things out. But at the same time, I know how, I kicked butt the first day because I did it on my own and I was just like, boom, so boom, I was, boom, So I was go. slowing you down. I was dead weight. I see. But you're not because you're always <laughs> 20 paces ahead of me and I always feel bad because I'm like, crap, why can't I keep up with him? Yeah. There's, there's a mental aspect to it of walking with someone else. You almost yeah, you need well, someone to have like the exact same mindset because I think the same thing too. And I think, could I do 25 kilometers with Sarah? And I think to myself, no, I couldn't. Because I would want to be like, nope, we're keeping a pace. We're going to keep going. And I could just see someone else being like, nope, like I'm just going to do 25 kilometers if it takes me five hours or if it takes me seven hours. And that, to me, that's not, air quote, acceptable. I need to do it in five (laughs) hours. See, I think Josh and I have a very similar mindset. But we're still new as a couple trying to, like, or newer as a couple that we're trying to figure each other out in, like, because, I mean, like I said, he was 20 paces in front of me on the 25k i was pretty sure he was grumpy and grumbling but i don't know but i i then i start psyching myself out like am i holding him back and you know am i doing this and then you put yourself down so you got to kind of worry about yourself and that i learned that about 10 kilometers in yeah uh, at that point (laughs) because i he usually he's been in a great mood uh, and we talk and he's always walked ahead, but usually I can tell that like genuinely how he's feeling and I'm okay, but I could tell he was not the happiest. And then I was like, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Who's, whose idea this? was all this? <laughs> the mo- the, I started worrying about him instead of worrying about me. And then once I started worrying about me and I just went, I don't care that I'm wet. <laughs> like, let's just go. So you're going to be grumpy. That's your problem. Not mine. Yeah. Then, it, then it was better. So yeah. But I feel like as a couple in general, we're on the same same path, so I don't have that problem. But yeah. not every day is going to be like that, yep. right? We're, we're going to get off of Kelter. So, but yeah. that's, you know, I think the whole idea of us doing stuff together is why we work well as a couple is because we're always doing stuff together. Yep. I mean, you, need, you need your time apart, but... <clears throat> So I feel like a nice variety, like doing maybe two two of the the wrecks on my own would suffice, and then two with him would be mm-hmm. just as nice. Yep. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I understand you're in the same boat as I am with kids. Um, I think that I just enjoyed the ruck by myself just because it meant I had time to myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. But no, I'll, I definitely will do the, uh, the 10, 10, 10, 25 challenge again. Um, I actually want to start doing the 25 kilometers just on its own more. 
um like you guys said the 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 10 after a while you just kind of just flow right through and it kind of becomes like yeah so what it's 10 kilometers um but the 10 the 25 is still the the mental fatigue and challenge and like i said i had that problem at provincials and i kind of thought to myself you know if i do the 25 more i bet you i'll build up that stamina you know both physical and mental which could translate to the those major matches where you are on the range for eight hours straight shooting you know 12 15 stages and oh, yeah, i thought like yes. that that would be really good for me to keep that up so i'm actually quite encouraged sure. to uh i don't have a lot of free sundays but if i have a free sunday where i'm waking up at four in the morning i think you know why not get out there and get on the trail i can be done at nine ten in the morning you know yeah i'm kind of you know dead on the couch for a couple hours but usually by noon or lunch you know i'm back up and i'm back at it so well, yeah, I, I definitely think that'll improve because I, I know my like my back feels exponentially better. Like I don't have any soreness or anything like it feels great just yeah. from that little bit of training. Right. It doesn't take much and your core strength just helps a lot. Yeah. Just getting out there and moving, being yeah. physical. Like, yeah, you always you hurt the next day, but it, it's a good kind of hurt. Like, yeah. 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 So I will say by the end of it, though, it took me a good four days before I actually felt better so i think i did overdo it for myself just because i haven't been I think it was as about, physical yeah i think it was about wednesday i started feeling better yeah <laughs> i felt yeah. like garbage on monday holy cow <laughs> yeah yeah the so, monday i felt pretty rough um after that like physically i was fine it was just because of this one blister on my toe that was what my problem was if it wasn't for that blister i would have like my muscles had healed everything i would have been fine by like tuesday or wednesday so yeah oh. I would say not the same for me. I'm I'm definitely not as fit, so I want to train more over the year and get to that point where I I'm not exhausted for three days afterwards. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> no. Did you look at some of the scores on the Rasul page? No, I I tried to, but uh, I didn't find it uh, easy to look at. No, because no. it doesn't organize. So I kind of I just kind of gave up on it when I but was scrolling and scrolling amazing. and when I. Yeah. When I kept scrolling to try and find my own name, and I eventually just gave up and hit, and I did like the you know search on site whatever, and I just searched for my own name, like that's when I realized like there's too much and it's not organized in the way that I care enough to look at yeah. it. Yeah, but. But anyways, hopefully some of our listeners learned something out of this. Hopefully you get out there and you try rucking. Um, you know that ten, like we said, that ten kilometers sounds rough, but. After a while, it just becomes, you know, second nature and it becomes great. And I know I've been losing weight. So uh, I hope that uh, I hope that our, our listeners get out there, try it and yeah. hope that they enjoy and if it. If anybody well. wants to join our team next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Because, I mean, we only had we only had the, th- the three people on Team Ragnarok so, or four people. Four people. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I would also say that this would be probably really good training for hunters. You know what I mean? Being able to carry your gear yeah, and yeah. and going through terrain and things like that. Like, well, I just have people pick me up on a four wheeler with a beer. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but how until when you start doing it, you know, the proper way, you know, and not the, the pretty... hotel way. <laughs> the hotel way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just think it would. It's not. It's something to. Um, amp up your abilities and like you said going to uh competitions and carrying your gear with you and you're not going to be as exhausted by the end of the day day. you know yeah Yeah. i think exactly that 
Yeah. Did you buy any? Uh, did you buy a certificate, Mike, or anything? No, I didn't buy anything. I I think I only got the the lowest. Uh, well, what the the lowest level is forty kilometers. Yeah. So I just passed the forty kilometers. Um, if I ever get to one of those higher achievements, then I'll buy it. But no, I. It's didn't. kind of I, funny. It's like. What do you what do you get for all of this? It's like nothing, but and you have to buy your own participation medal. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, think of it this way: if I went and I shot a match, like let's say provincials, I went and I shot a match. I paid to go shoot that match. If I don't right. win anything, then I paid just for the an entertainment value. Exactly. If I went now, I I won uh, first place uh, stock service pistol and sharpshooter division. Um, so I won a piece of pla- like a plaque for $90 or whatever the match was. That's one expensive plaque. I could definitely go get that made myself and, you know, for a lot less right. than $90. So it's it's more about the experience than it is about the money spent. Well, I don't know. I, I ordered a Sicha t-shirt and a patch. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's good to support them, right? Because the more you support them, the more they'll be able to put on, put this on in, in the future, right? Yeah. Yep. I Yeah, based on Instagram, there was definitely a huge... <clears throat> Uh, group. I think they had over a thousand participants. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, it was they finally got themselves on Instagram and Facebook, and so you were seeing their stories. And I think what they what they say really if you cool. added up all the kilometers, you could go one and a half times around the world. Wow, <laughs> that's a lot. Like, yeah. And I think that's uh, not only was it an independent achievement, it was also a a group achievement done worldwide at your pace at your at your ability. So yep. that, that was really exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Now, now, one I thing I'd the... like to see is, uh, I'd like to see them come up with like an English version of the whole thing. Cause I, I, I went to the website once and I'm like, it's in Finnish. I don't speak Finnish. And I you just can, never You can hit the again. translate button. There, yeah. there was, in yeah. the top right-hand corner, there was one where you could drop down to English, but I found when I was using my mobile, it wasn't as accessible. Yeah, uh, the problem is that's all I have is I just I do everything off my phone. I, yeah, I, my computer. When I moved in with Wanda, I packed up my computer and it's uh, still sitting packed because I don't. I, I find I can everything I need to do I can accomplish on my phone. Yeah, and so the website wasn't like you. You couldn't just translate it on the phone. So yeah. I just. I well, like, oh. I know I was having trouble with mine trying to translate on the phone. It wasn't, an, and I didn't sign up until the day before officially because I was having so much trouble. And I finally did it at work uh, just before I went home and uh, got myself set up. And once I hit the English button, I was like, oh, this is so much easier. Yes. Yeah, well, so. Josh kept asking me, did you put your stats in? I'm like, no, I, I never even signed up. And he's like, oh, Amanda, can you do that for him? I'm like, yep. Amanda, can you do that for him? <laughs> I don't know if you got, if anyone ever put my stats in or not, but I was well, like, well, I would have had to create a profile with your email and stuff, and so we didn't get around to it in time. But we are very proud of you, regardless, and we'll definitely have to get you set up for next year. So, oh, I've got I've got the Strava to prove of my accomplishment. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. So, if you want to join the new Rucker Canada crew next year, you can send us a. Send us that or any feedback, questions, or comments you have to host at newshootercanada.ca, our Facebook page, or in the comment section on our website at newshootercanada.ca. So shout out, George, do you have any shout outs? 
no, not really. I just, uh, just to everyone that participated, uh, it, uh, it was fun. Like when, when you guys first proposed this, I'm like 10 kilometers. You guys nuts. Like you guys are mental (laughs) 10 kilometers. And then as, like I said, it just, I just started five, six. Driving you back and forth. What? I drove you back and forth to your spots. <laughs> George never actually walked. You he just used Wanda to drive him around at five oh, kilometers an hour. I'm trying to talk about my, my training, and Wanda's like, roll over. I'm like, what the heck? Okay, so forget about all the training and the 10K, because who cares about that? It's all about Wanda. So shout out to Wanda for picking me up on the Bruce Cow. There's my shout out. Goodness gracious. <laughs> She's the hero. I couldn't have done it without her. Right. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, my shout out is to the Canadian Patriot Podcast and uh, Rasul Rasul for putting on the challenge and encouraging me to get out there and be active. Um, it was quite nice to get out there. I remember when this challenge first came out. It was right around another lockdown, and I remember being, you know, really down to the dump that matches weren't going to be starting. Um, I lost my motivation to, you know, dry fire and stuff like that. But this gave me, it gave me almost like purpose, right? So uh, thanks to them. And uh, I'm really glad that I did it. I also want to thank everyone at the IDPA Provincials, including volunteers, officials, and the great sponsors, including uh, GoTenda. So uh, yeah, thanks to all of them. How about you, Josh? Do you have any shout outs? Well, yeah, I'll just echo yours, Mike, uh, with the Canadian Patriot podcast. You know, they, they uh, made us aware of this and pushed us to, to be better people. So that's awesome. Yep. How about you, Amanda? Well, um, again, uh, thanks again to uh, CPP and Rizul. Until next time, I'm pretty excited. And uh, thank you for the motivation and the challenge. And it was kind of a, a nice little banter that was happening back and forth. So yeah. I was pretty excited about that. Yeah. So uh, also kudos to the members at our club who showed up to the first meeting in forever. Uh, there was a lot discussed and I really felt it was productive. I'd been to a couple and I felt that one was the most productive so far. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, and, and we should shout out Sarah too, because she had to put up with Mike all through this. So. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, out, we should always shout out Mike. She should always shout out Sarah because she always has to put up with me, regardless of what I'm doing. <laughs> it's just a given. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'll i actually add on to that. I want to shout out to Josh because on the first day when I did uh, start walking and Josh and I got talking, Josh set a, an amazing pace of what, like an hour and 43 minutes or something like that on day one. And on day one, I was like, ah, screw it. Let's just take it easy. You know, don't hurt yourself on day one. Let's just do it in two hours. And then as soon as Josh started like trash talking me and you know, I, I, I bet, right. I bit hard on that because that's my style. And yeah, so I bit hard on that and I'm like, Oh, he did it in like one I'm like, I'm going to do it in one. Like I have to do it faster than him. And I think I only beat you by like two minutes. But like yeah. that, that was still 20 something minutes faster than I originally planned on doing it just because, you know, you got out there and motivated me. So yeah, shout out to well, you for easier, that. It's easier when you start later, you can go faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, fe- I felt bad the next day because I was still sleeping and you're, you're texting. You're like, where's my ruck buddy? Where's my ruck buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I figured at least someone would have like, Hey, I got to do this before it works, but no. Oh, well. 
it, it is what it is. Uh, I was still I was still happy out there, and you know, even still, just seeing your time and seeing when you guys did twenty five kilometers, I'm like, all right, I got to beat the twenty five kilometer time. You know, I know it's not yeah. the same train. It's definitely not the same weather because I didn't get downpoured on. But yeah, it was. Yeah. I would be interested to see if we took a flat trail, how we would do. Maybe, yeah. we, should, maybe we should try one of those in the interim. And how just about see. this? Why don't you guys come out to my place sometime? We'll shoot a match. You can bring your magazines, and I can design you some base plates, and I can print them off while we're out rucking. We're definitely making a day of it, that's for sure. Well, that, that, <laughs> that, that's one like that's one heck of a day, but yeah. We'll have to get one of those hammocks. Oh, no, we can sleep in uh, sleep in your turkey blind out back. Yeah, there you go. There, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, George, why don't you take us on out of here? All right, till next time, keep your barrels pointed downrange and smoking. Time spent at the range is time spent with family. Make sure you wear wool socks. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and shoot like a girl. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, guys. I really like 22 now. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or feedback you may have, or if you just want to call shenanigans. You can contact us at host at newshootercanada.ca or through our Facebook page. The way they look, I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small, they're for sale till I want them all. I like guns, I like guns, I like guns. I like guns.